for all her acts The sea can be deep for all her diving Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day Where there's a will, there's a way Hello and welcome to Trudging Together with Dion Miller I am Dion Miller, your host of Trudging Together uh, Welcome to our first podcast uh, Today we have decided to bring on a special guest so, and trudging together, what we like to do here is we like to share our experience, strength, and hope. And one of those ways that we do that is by letting other people, other people who are who I consider to be miracles, uh, to come on and tell their story. Now, I want people to understand that this is tough to do, but everybody has their own story, and it needs to be heard, and it's important. Because everybody is different and we're going to understand things differently. So just listening to my story might get you somewhere, but it's important that we hear from other people also. So today we have a um, uh, actually a, a newly acquired friend of mine. Her name is Stephanie um, and she is from uh, she's from Tennessee and she's going to be uh, sharing her experience, strength and hope and her story with us today. Uh, Stephanie, you want to come on? Go ahead and say hi. Hi. How are you today? Good. I'm great. Fantastic. I'm sorry. That's okay. You're all you're all right, Stephanie. So uh, thank you, thank you for coming on um, and thank telling you. and telling your story. Um, you know uh, what what you have to say is important, and the whole point here is to uh, get out of ourselves and and help other people. So. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you come from, maybe what life was like for you a little bit younger. Um, well, I was born in Pennsylvania, and my mom and dad got divorced when I was pretty little. Okay. And she remarried, and um, when she remarried, she married someone who was not very good to me. Okay. Um, and he molested me from when I was three to when I was nine. Okay. I'm sorry to and, hear that. And um, then after that, we had trial, and I put him in jail where he's still in well in prison. Okay. And uh, me and my mom moved a lot. We sure. moved around a whole lot. So, And then we settled here in Tennessee like when I was in 10th or 11th grade, and I've sure. been here ever since then. And, and Stephanie, do you kind of feel like... Uh, is that something that you still deal with today? Um, not not anymore, but good for you. It, it's important to understand that it it creates a it creates a hole that you need to fill. Yep, that's and when you don't have the right things in your life, you start mm -hmm. filling that with all the wrong things. Sure. Now, now I know when I was pretty young, I could always remember that hole being in the center of my stomach, the one yep. that that needed to be filled. Um, do you feel like that kind of maybe came from uh, came from you growing up? Do you think that kind of set the stage for you to uh, start using drugs? Yes, very much so. It, it brought brought so much low self esteem. Um, I didn't understand. 
I thought, well, if, if there is a God, why would he ever let this happen to me? Sure. You know, um, it just, it created so many questions instead of just accepting that, hey, you know what? There's evil in the world. Yes. And that's fine. It's not me. It's him. Mm-hmm. But it just, yeah. Yeah, we still have it, to, we still have to cope with those problems and, and deal with those problems and you know, when we get into drinking and drugging, a lot of times um, that can turn into other things such as anxiety, uh, PTSD, you know, and yeah, other other mental health issues. So I had all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I'm the whole kit and caboodle too, honey. <laughs> so, all right. Well, why don't, you know, why don't you, I'm going to be quiet for a little bit here. I'm going to let you tell your story about kind of, kind of give us a couple minutes on what it was uh, like for you, you know, and comfortably, um, you know, maybe kind of what, what it was like when you were drinking and, or when you were using. Okay. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't always just like in the beginning it was, it was pain pills and, um, I had started taking them for migraines. Okay. And then I, I liked them and I started taking a little bit more mm-hmm. and, a, and a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I was end up spend like spending my whole check on pills. Um, I remember like, it was, do you remember that show house? Yes, I sure do. It was really popular then. And my mom, you know, she would watch me doing this. She'd be like, okay, Dr. House, you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't think she understood. I don't think I even did until sure. until I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And and the sickness that comes with that is it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. the the men, the mental obsession, I believe, is what you're talking about. Yeah. But from there, things, you know, once you kind of are are on board with one thing, you can get on board quickly with others, and <laughs> from that to suboxone to meth. To shooting meth, and mm-hmm. it gets it gets out of control pretty quick. Yeah, well, and that, know, then, and that that would, certainly a, a you're showing the progression there of the disease because that's that is one thing. At least that's my opinion that you know that this is a disease uh, that we're working with, and and God, and I'm and you know I'm so sorry, but. It seems like drugs and alcohol take women a lot quicker than it takes men, too. Do you do yeah. you feel like that was your experience? I mean, it it just okay. It went from doing it to making it um, to selling it and mm-hmm. doing even more of it. Yeah, and it it, it consumed my whole life. It, it's a whole lifestyle. Yeah, that that's exactly it. It is a lifestyle. Uh, you know, and I've never, you know, it, and I, I like the way you put that, uh, because I've never, I've never really thought of it that way, that it is, that, that is exactly it. It is a lifestyle. My life was consumed with either wanting to drink, looking for the drink, uh, stealing money to get the drink, conniving my wife, um, you know, convincing my children I was doing the right, it just because, and it, it's all you ever do and think about and and it's horrible it's a vicious cycle and so um what was it what was it like for you towards the end for you did Um, 
did, were you going in and out of treatment? What you want to kind of cover that a little bit? I had gotten in trouble um, and gotten indicted. Somebody had wore a wire on me selling them drugs, and okay, I had went, you know, I went to jail, made bond, and I had some time between um, that and my next court date, and um, I was just like, man, I I got to get it together. I don't. I don't know, you know, every time before I'd gotten out of jail and I'd probably made it to like a quarter mile down the road to the closest hotel and mm-hmm. I'd be high again. Yep. Um, I just thought I got to do something different and I need God in my life. I need rehab because I had never been to rehab. Okay. So when I turned myself in, um, I talked to my lawyer and we made a plan that I would go to this rehab called the Love Lady in Alabama. Okay. So first I went to jail for a couple months, and then they furloughed me out to that rehab for nine months. I was just exhausted with it. There, It didn't matter how much I had. It didn't matter how much I did. It, I was still just exhausted every day and, yeah. and miserable, hopeless. Yeah, it kind of got, you kind of got to the point where you were sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah, and I would do so much, and I would be like, you know, this should kill me. Why can't, why can't I just, why can't I just die, you know? Yes, I do know. I understand that. Um, You know, this disease can get to the point, whether it's drugs or alcohol or or really any kind of addiction, but these seem to be a little bit harder because they're mind-altering also. But there were nights when I would go to sleep thinking, God, why don't you just... Just let it end. I I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I would pray that I just didn't wake up the next day. Um so so Stephanie, what what was there what happened in particular to you? It was there a a point in time where you said, "Okay, this is a situation and that's enough." Was it the jail time that you were looking at? Was it losing kids and family or what kind of what happened to you that made you decide this was no longer acceptable behavior for you um it was getting you know getting ready to turn myself in for that i was like i have i have got to stop this uh if i go to prison for this i will miss the rest of my kids childhood Mm -hmm. you know he'll be he'll be over 18 when i get out um just had to, I don't know, I just had this need to do something different, and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, because I know I can't do it, not in my own strength. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah you we, know? We get to a point where, and I call it the I call it the hopeless variety, where we're beyond human aid, um, and something bigger than us needs to step in and take over, and in this case, for you and I, that would be God. Yeah, um, so, tell so so you're facing jail time. Um, now I'm pretty sure that since you had decided that you were going to get some kind of treatment, get your life together, uh, I've been doing this long enough that I know that judges will usually accept other things because you're trying to get your life together. So, um, what I mean, Ned, so you went into you went into jail. You accepted responsibility for your actions which is a fantastic start, 
But obviously some kind of miracle happened because you're talking to me and you're not in jail. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had court, you know, and they, they give you a corner appointed lawyer. Uh-huh. And I told him, I'm like, I really, I really want to go to this rehab called the Love Lady. Um, I don't, I just, I need to go. So, but the judge was like, we're not going to send you right away. We want you to stay here and, and dry out a while. Yeah. So I sat there for three months and um, on April 25th of 2018 they let me go to Alabama wow so you were looking at some serious jail time yeah yeah I mean if they're I it, I mean it's pretty you're pretty you're in pretty deep if yeah. the if the cops are are wiring you <laughs> yeah yeah I I would have to say that uh things were probably kind of out of control um I, yeah now, I know that because you and I talked a little bit uh, before we came on, too. And, um, um, you know, I, I always talk with people that, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm an AA member. And, of course, I have to say I don't speak for AA, blah, 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 blah. So, um, but I also believe that there's other routes you can go. There are several different places that you can go. You you went through um, and still are, from my understanding, um, in Celebrate Recovery. Yes, it's wonderful. Fantastic. Why don't you tell us, you know, so now that we know what your life was kind of like and, and what happened, the transition there, you know, why don't we talk about a little bit about Celebrate Recovery and uh, what your life is like now? What kind of work did you have to do? in order to get to the freedom you have now, because you and I are free to do what it is that we want because we follow God's will. So God bless that. Um, so why don't you, why don't you delve into maybe some of the work you did, what your life is like now, kind of what you do now. Okay. Well, it started with, um, my thinking, uh, I had to let go of the chip on my shoulder that I had from being abused sure. and, from my mom being being however my mom is um i had to realize that everything going on is not your fault your fault and your fault it's yeah. my, you know it's me you're mm-hmm. not the problem i'm the problem and when i realized that and started working on that you know not to be a negative person don't complain um yeah. <laughs> things like that and, and really just trying to, okay, live by the fruits, the fruit of the spirit, you know, to be happy, peaceful, honest, mm-hmm. um, that helped a lot. That helped everything. And when you know, too, that, you know, cause I don't think I ever knew really until this past two years that, mm-hmm. that God loves me. I kind of thought he yeah. was mad at me. And after, yeah. you know, when he caught up with me, boy, I was going to get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like that. Um, no. He loves me, mm-hmm. you know, just as much on my worst day as on my best day. Yeah, that's fantastic. And he, he's not mad at me. He's not mad at anybody. Mm-hmm. That helped a whole lot. So I, I did that. Um, you'll do. I volunteered at the Hope Center where I live. Sure. There's so many service work. Just get out of yourself and uh, get into someone else's. You know. I do. Yeah, I think. I think on my worst days, I think the best thing for me to do is is help somebody else. Yes. Um, you know, and 
you know, we get in, we get into the program, whether it be AACA, Celebrate Recovery. Uh, some people um, go to church. You know, it, to me, it doesn't really matter um, which which route you go. It's doing the work that matters. Uh-huh. Um, taking, you know, I, you know, we do take responsibility for our actions, but I think accountability is probably a, a better word for it. Because when it comes down to it, our drinking and, and drugging wasn't our fault. Um, we couldn't help ourselves. We had to right. fill that hole in the middle of our stomach, and we only knew one way to do it. Yep. And, it, you know, those things only work for a little while. Yeah. And they cover it up. You know, I remember the first time that I drank and I became instantly popular and, and that hole in my stomach went away. But yeah. gosh, that only lasted for a couple of years and I was still pretty young. Um, so then we continue, we continue on with that behavior and constantly looking for the thing to fill that hole in our stomach. And then we can, we never find it unless we, unless we choose to turn around and, and accept God into our lives. Yes. I, re- I really truly believe that. I and do too. So what what's it like for you today? I mean, um, I'm sure you've become a different person, your family, you know, you probably got your kids back, things like that. Where are you at with all that? Um, well, I'm good. For the most part, my mom trusts me again. Um, wow. I live with her and stay with her. My son lives there. Um, we don't fight, but also that's my choice too. You know, mm-hmm. um, you you, cho- you can choose how you react to people, and I just I will not. You know. And but, yeah, well, I th- I think, and I think that comes with a little bit of time. We get some serenity in our lives, and then we can start. Um, acting with life instead of reacting. Yes. You know, uh, where, you know, somebody does something, I'm not quick to, to, to pass judgment anymore because, no. you know, we live our lives in kindliness, tolerance, and love. And we try and, you know, even our worst day, you know, we're in it. We're, you and I are in a position where God has decided that we need to help other people. And I thank God every day that he's, you know, uh, put me in that position and it lets me do things like get to know people like you and to let other people know that no matter how, how far down the scale you've gone, um, you can be a miracle and you can come back. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went from I went from because I was pretty I mean, fairly normal, graduated high school, went uh-huh. to college, got married, and I went from that and working to drug dealing, making, <laughs> selling. Okay. And now, you know, now I'm working full-time again, um, mom again, having a lot of restoration in my life. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be, if I can do it, anybody can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's nice. I understand. That I really do understand the trust thing because we are definitely not trustworthy people when we're using. Um, no. We can't even be trusted with our own selves. I mean, heck, when I got sober, I wasn't even very good at showering and taking care of myself. So, you know, God gives you and I the chance to be able to... Because people talk a lot about like the ninth step and that's making amends. 
And they tend to think that what we do is we run all over the place saying sorry to everybody, but that's not what we do. We don't, I'm not going to apologize for, for me loving God. So right. I don't apologize for that. But what I can do is every day be the best person that I can and be the example to my children and my grandchildren. And that's my apology is change behavior. Right. Man. And then that trust comes back. Feels neat, doesn't it? Oh, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And and it can be and it could be even something so small. Hey, can you watch my dogs for the weekend? You know. And hey, hey, you know, my sister dropped by at one point one day when I was when I got sober. I was about a year sober, and she asked me to watch her daughter, um, who's autistic. And uh, you know, so those little trust levels uh, that come along um, are great. So I'm the way that it's sounding is is your mom or any of your other family, um, not necessarily in recovery, but maybe getting help for. Um, you know, the behavior in the family that was going on? Uh, I'm really the only, you know. So you're the only. you're the living example in the house. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, I've found that in recovery, um, once the alcoholic or addict has gotten to a certain place, everybody kind of just needs to leave them alone. Because we need to have a chance to either fail or succeed, and we need to do it by ourselves. Um, and it sounds like you got that chance. Maybe your mom, I think your mom's just a lot smarter than you and I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in this sense anyway. Um, you know, she probably did her own growing in a different way, which is fantastic. Um, and it sounds like you got that that chance, you know, you have to be given the chance to be trusted or to fail. Yeah. And sometimes we're going to fail, but that's okay today. Yeah. So, well, Stephanie, I really appreciate you being on with us today and um, no, and I sharing. It. Go ahead. I was going to say thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, no. Yeah. You kind of pulled me. Yeah. I, I had some other people set up, so you kind of saved me on this one. But I also believe that nothing happens in God's world by mistake. That's right. So, you know, us doing this together and sitting down is making some kind of effect somewhere. Yes. Um, and it's going to help. It, if it helps one person, then you and I have done our job. You know. That's right. So, and what everybody just got to hear is pretty much an AA meeting. This is how, how we talk at AA. You know, this is what we do, guys. Or a re, let's call it a recovery meeting since you're since you're you didn't you went to celebrate recovery. Um, yes. You know, would you mind sharing how much time you have? Um, it's it's twenty months. It'll be it'll be two years on February fourteenth. Wow, that is fantastic! So not only do you get to celebrate love, you get to celebrate love. So <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Right. Yeah, a year and a half is a long time. But what it is yes. <laughs> a week is a long time. I celebrate people that have a day more than I do people with years. But really what it all comes it's down hard. to is this. Whoever got up first this morning has more sobriety. That's the way I see it. There you go. Yeah. You know, I got up at nine, so everybody here probably has more sobriety than me. <laughs> so all right. Well, thank you very much for being on. 
and um, keep plugging away. Keep helping people. What you do and telling your story makes a difference. And I know, I know that sharing this is very hard to do, and few people are actually willing to do it. So. Um, give yourself a pat on the back for this one. Just don't break your arm doing it, you know? We can only keep what we have by giving it away. That's exactly it. And you can't transmit something you haven't got. So if you want to give somebody something, you got to go find it first. There you go. I think that's a great way to end, Stephanie. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a fantastic day. You too. And thank you for being on. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, everybody, so we got to hear Stephanie's story here, and it's important that everybody, you know, not that everybody shares their story, but it's just proof that what you do, what you say every day has an effect on other people. When I was drinking, I found that no matter how far away I went, my alcohol, my drinking still affected other people, no matter how far I ran away. Well, the same goes true for recovery. It doesn't matter how far I run away. God's going to put somebody in my life that is going to either help me or let me help them. And that is because I choose to stand in the sunlight of the spirit today and not go running around self-will run riot thinking I know what's best for everybody. So I appreciate everybody coming on and listening. I look forward to having more guests on. So thank you for stopping by. Have a fantastic day. My name's Dion Miller. I love you all. Peace out and have a day.